0: And hey, folks, and welcome back to the Seven Forty Seven Conversations podcast. With your host, Chris Shembra, broadcasting live from beautiful in New York City. Honored to have on the line a, a, a new friend, one who's doing such great work, saving thousands of lives um, here in the United States and abroad. Sherry Dingle Costantini, the founder and CEO of Avant Healthcare Professionals, uh, a super fast growth international. Nurse staffing company uh, that's placed over 2,000 registered nurses in wonderful job opportunities all around the world, over 850 working right now in the United States. Fast growth. honor to have you on the podcast. Welcome to the conversation, Sherry.
1: Thank you. Happy to now, be here.
0: Now, everything you've been through and everywhere that your company is grow, uh, growing, and thousands of people you've placed such unique opportunities. The simple question I have. To start us off with today is if you could give credit or thanks to one person in your life that you don't give enough credit or thanks to, or you know, just have never thought to give any credit or thanks to, whether it's someone you've never met before, someone you've known your entire life,
1: who would that be? Uh, that's, that's a tough
2: one. I you know, try to acknowledge people as much as I can. Uh, but I, I think that there were a lot of um, uh, important people in the years that I was in nursing school. And recently, I've had the opportunity to connect with some of those nursing school instructors that really gave me that passion uh, for caring for, for people. And my career path didn't keep me at the bedside um, caring for people. It, it you know, took me in a different direction. Uh, but I really appreciate the impact uh, that a lot of those instructors had on my life
1: um, during that time. And so when you say instructors, are these people that you
0: elected to be instructed from? Were they? designated they, to your ward uh, how did you No, no, they,
2: they were so when I was in at nursing school at University of Florida um a, a couple of these people were were my nursing school you know educators instructors and and I had the opportunity to meet with two of them uh just a couple months ago And, um, you know, really in thinking back, I don't know that I really thanked them over the years or gave them credit in my mind, uh, for the years that I spent with them in, in the college of nursing.
0: When, you know, when someone first gave you the notification that you were going to be designated to these instructors and educators, Did their reputation precede them? Did you know anything about them? Were you scared of them, excited about them? What was your initial reaction? I was scared of a lot of them
2: (laughs) because (laughs) the, the one thing about nursing schools, I feel like they have this perspective that they have to really make it tough because being a nurse on the floor with patients is hard. It is the most strenuous job I've ever had other than, you know, Start having the responsibility of a company and making payroll. But other than that, caring for patients, you know, knowing that their lives are somewhat in your hands is a huge responsibility. And so I think that um, a lot of nursing school educators are really hard on people. And uh, I remember sitting in that room for one of my first sessions and saying, look around, there's 110 of you in the room, but you won't all be here at the end of, you know, two and a half years. So that was fairly intimidating. Um, But these two nursing school instructors were, were really had more influence on me. Um, They were more mentors. Um, They, you know, really took the extra time. Uh, to you know, encourage me through some of the clinicals, and and you know, like I said, they make it really hard for a reason because being a nurse is not easy.
0: Was that the first time you had experienced, you know, kind of that that tough, that tough love? I'm going to make you scared kind of teaching style.
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, I grew up as one of six kids. Um, So there were six of us within eight years. So I feel like there was always kind of this survival type, you know, culture in the family, um, you know, with two working parents um, growing up and four, four of my siblings are brothers. So even more so when you get those competitive brothers in your life. Um, so I kind of grew up with that. And so when I was thrust into that environment in nursing school, it was something I had seen before and I could survive
0: in. Hmm. And you mentioned they, they kind of encouraged you to, you know, keep on the path. And you mentioned a statistic that, you know, most of these nurses didn't graduation. What, what kind of encouragement did you need? What, what style did you react the best to? Um, that kept you on that path?
2: You know, I think that, um, yeah, they said, you know, about a third of you won't make it to graduation. You know, with the nursing shortages that have been ongoing in this country since really 1937, it's kind of crazy that they don't want to encourage everybody to stay, but, like I said, I think it's just the reality of being a nurse is very difficult. But I, you know, I think that it was really seeing me as um, as a person and not just another student, helping me see the impact I was making when you know, we had tough classes, we had tough exams, tough clinicals, um, tough patients. Um, but you know, kind of just giving me the purpose uh, behind. Uh, the education and the process, if that makes sense. Mm
1: -hmm. It
0: it was, uh, I mean, it was, it was certainly a, you know, a moment that, you know, toughened you up. Um, How did your educational, uh, where did your educational, you know, play journey go um, after them? And how did you react to those next teachers that you had?
2: Well, the after I finished nursing school, I you know had decided that I would get my master's in business and go more in the business side of healthcare, and uh, so I I went into a business program, and I think that that early education and kind of the toughness of it prepared me for an environment that, you know, I really hadn't had the foundation for, um, but I quickly you know really connected with more of that business aspect of, of healthcare. Um, But, you know, it's, and, and, you know, you, when you're a nurse, and when you go through that educational process, you find a way to connect with people. And I think Mm -hmm. that, Whenever you have challenges in life or you go through, you know, statistics at a graduate level, that was probably my downfall. I didn't enjoy statistics. Um, so, you know, it's just really developing a relationship with people and, and helping them help you through some of those more challenging times. And uh, so, so I made it through statistics and all the other challenging classes in my MBA program.
0: That's a pretty interesting concept. You you learn how to connect with people through tough times. And how, how does one do that?
2: Well, I think it's you know, I think it's having a level of vulnerability yourself and and sharing, you know, a part of you when when you're getting to know people. And you know, every two weeks I get to stand in front of a group of somewhere between 20 and 35 or 40 people that have just arrived in this country be a nurse in the US. And, you know, I spend about half an hour with them. And the first thing I said, I say to them is congratulations, you know, you've made it this far. And many of them have worked for, you know, two, three, four years to get here through the licensure and immigration process. And I say, you know, I'd like to say that it's all smooth sailing from here, but you've got a couple of hard months of transitioning to a new work environment, a new culture. And I said, but we're here to help you every step of the way. And I share some of the challenges that people have had and I share some of the success, you know, that we've been doing this for 16 years. And if you come to my office, I'll show you, you know, some of the stories that we have of people that have been successful and the pictures they've sent me of their kids that have graduated from Johns Hopkins or University of Pennsylvania or high school with honors here in the U.S., which is so far from where they came from in a province in the Philippines or a village in Africa, in Nigeria. And, you know, I just try to encourage them through that.
0: You know, I mean, I mean, it, you know, how, how important is vulnerability when you talk about business and nursing being a, a tough love kind of place? Yet it's, you know, a place where you have to have passion for caring for people. How do you balance that, that tough skin, tough love with vulnerability and passion and service and care?
2: Uh, you know, I think it's trying to relate to people with where they are. Um, you know, really balancing, you know, where are they in their life and what is their challenge and, and listening to that and letting them know that you've heard them. That the words just didn't pass right by you. And then, you know, being a support for them um, in some way, shape, or form. I'm typically um, pretty good at sharing about, you know, some of the challenges I've had in life and trying to relate at some level with people, not to minimize their story, but to say, you can do it, Um, you can make it through this. And probably the toughest challenge that I've had you know helping somebody through a really tough time was last year when my daughter was diagnosed with um, Ewing sarcoma and we had to go through 8 months of chemotherapy and you know there's nothing i would tell people there's nothing in life in my journey that prepared me to see my child go through that but i had to be positive every day and i had to show up for her and you know i had in a childhood illness of my own that You know, really had set me back in my high school years, and there were a couple times that I would validate how how she was feeling and how hard it was for me, and you know, also with with the view on the future, and you know, being cancer free, which you know we were we've been very lucky in that in that challenge. So you know, having that kind of open dialogue with somebody, listening to to their fears. and, you know, maybe saying there's been a time in my life where I was that afraid, um, you know, I think it, it gives people maybe some comfort. They're not so alone. Right. And, you know, in, in the work that we do here at Avant, there's nothing more lonely for these people, than, you know, to be half a world away from their family and to be you know, here in the U.S., and, you know, many times we're a phone call away, which isn't as much, as good as being there, but we become their family, we become their comfort. And, you know, you have to have a trusting relationship where there's some level of vulnerability on both sides
1: of the equation. That's pretty special. I mean, you get to, you get to help usher in the
0: next of their life, the way these educators and instructors help ushered
1: in your next phase of your life at the time. Yeah. How, if your educators from medical school could, from nursing school, could teach a class to
0: the people that you meet with, you know, every two weeks that are coming into this country for the first time
1: and you know, being dispersed throughout the country to serve, what would you have them? Teach. Uh, you know, it's really the people side of it. what we find
2: is in the US and maybe it's because of our private healthcare system and, and, you know, a nurse is healing in any environment they're in, whether it's socialized medicine or it's private health care. But I think that in private health care here in the US, we are pushed to see the patient in a different light, to see the patient and the family. And, you know, when we're pushed to do that and to deliver great patient care and, and have a high level of patient satisfaction, we can't just do our task. We can't just go in and give the medicine and, you know, cover up the wound or change the bandage. We have to have a relationship. And you know, many of these people come from socialized medicine where the ratios of patient to nurse are too high to even have a relationship, um, or they don't have the technology or the supplies to, to do some of the things we can do here. But I would have those nursing educators really educate them on the opportunity to take your profession to a whole nother level
1: in the US and to connect with patients in a whole new way the when you say connect to patients in a whole new way you
0: know what restrictions are being removed when they finally get to america that allows them to practice their craft freely and connect
2: well they they 're going to have lower um, numbers of patients to care for in in the vast majority of cases they're going to have more technology and more supplies and you know that type of thing they'll have so much more at their fingertips. Um, but I think it, it fundamentally comes down to the relationship with the patient and being able to have fewer patients you know there's some hospitals government hospitals in various countries where a nurse could have huge ratios of patients and there's no way to, you know, get to know that patient or get to know that family. And the reality is that being a patient is a very scary, isolating thing. You know, when we're laying in that bed and, you know, that kind of came back to me front and center last year with my daughter is how, you know, helpless she felt being in that bed. And, you know, uh, being hooked up to machines for, for medications and that type of thing. And, you know, I think that when the nurses come here, they can step back and really see that patient and, you know, their journey differently when, than when they're forced to move at such a fast pace and
1: deliver care without really having um, the tools and the medications and the supplies that they need. You're really empowering them to practice their, their art,
0: their craft, their opportunities for connection. When you met with these educators
1: a few weeks ago, what do you think they were most proud of in your life today? Um, I, think, I think the passion that I have for what I do. Um, they
2: could, you know, they said, you've really found your niche. And You know, I kind of stepped back from that and I said, yes, even though I chose not to be at the bedside and deliver care, which is where our most significant shortage in this country and really around the world exists is at the bedside. um, I've been able to make such a huge impact and I'm so passionate about what I do and I feel so privileged to do this. It really, not every day is rosy and wonderful, but at the end of every day, uh, there's something that
1: really is gratifying about what we do here and, and just being able to be a part of it. And if you could say, if your educators were on the other end of this phone call
0: with you right now, what would you say to them?
1: Thank you for your patience. Um, Thank you for caring. Thank you for your love
2: and support. Uh, You know, a lot of times we don't say things like that, but, uh, you know, I I know that that's what defines their lives. And both of them are kind of these professor emeritus at University of Florida College of Nursing, and they have scholarships in their names now. And, um, you know, they're just paying it back to the next generation. And like I said, I would just say thank you for, you know, sh- showing me all of that, um, you know, support and love and, and helping me through a challenging program um,
1: that, that was not easy. So. What are their names? Uh, Joe Schneider and Jody Irving. They so. sound like amazing
0: educators.
2: They really were. They really were. And, um, and it was really, it's really cool to go back and see them after, you know, all these years and, and both of them have been making an impact on students just until recently, you know, and now they're still around the university. They, you know, have established these scholarship funds, you know, one of them was my mental health um, nursing instructor, and that is such a growing need in this country. That, you know, she has set up a scholarship fund to bring more nurses into mental health nursing and, you know, support them. And, you know, just the challenges we have in this country with the opioid crisis and the suicide rate, um, you know, that's, that's a huge area of need and, and where she's making an impact.
0: What's one way she's going about trying to help lower suicide and depression rate? Mental health.
1: Yeah. I I think it's getting the
2: caregivers, you know, having the nurses at um, the bedside and having passionate nurses there. You know, those. it's really amazing when you look at the statistics of how many people have committed suicide, have been in front of a healthcare professional in the last 45 to 60 days. It's, you know, it's something I don't want to throw out in an accurate percentage, but it's more than, I would say, 50%. And so is somebody missing something? And, you know, how can we change that? And I think to a large degree... Nurses are on the front line getting to know those patients. What are we missing? What are we not asking that we should be asking um, of them, of family with them, to really get to you know, what's going on with them to try to avoid this
1: drastic measure? Well, any, any way that we can support that effort, I, I believe, as someone who's um,
0: dealt with such things personally, um, please let us know how we can be of service to, to their efforts and, and more importantly to, to your efforts. I, I know our listeners learned a great deal today about the human side of not only nursing, but of leadership and, and business. Sherry, any last words in closing?
2: Well, I just love what you're doing here and you know, trying to highlight gratitude in business. It's something that Um, I don't think people appreciate enough. And, you know, when, when we, you know, kind of move through the journey of life, we need to be saying thank you as much as we
1: possibly can. Well, I thank you, Sherry, for, for teaching us here today to all our listeners out there.
0: I hope you listen uh, to the words Sherry is saying, here we are talking about a woman who's built you know, one of the fastest growing companies in her space. And today she talked about passion for uh, caring for people. She talked about the educators and the instructors in her life that not only taught her her craft, but then uh, in- inspired her to build a business around helping others perform their craft even better. And the world needs so much more of that. So if you're listening to this and you have educators in your life, go thank them, go listen to them, go. Let them know what they meant to you. Um, go out and build something around your passion. Go out and build something that helps serve others. We can change the world one company at a time, and Cherry's doing just that. Um, so go check her out online. The link to her company, Avant Healthcare Professionals, is in the bio below. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. Share it with every nurse you know. If you like this episode, please subscribe on iTunes. I hope y'all are having a phenomenal day on Earth. Remember, folks, it's your world. Go explore, and we'll see you next episode.